tomorrow's show, Lynn Scarborough from Lindy's Magazine. James B. will join us. Uh, and because, well, there is nobody else who covers North Texas, Brett Vito will join us tomorrow on the company. Up next, Bleed Tech Blue with B.C., Beck, and Tabor. We'll see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock for another edition of the company. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. On your mark, get ready. It's football season on your home for sports, Sports Talk 97.7. On Mondays from 6 to 7, it's the Louisiana Tech Coaches Show, followed by the Grambling Coaches Show and then Monday Night Football. Tuesdays at 6, it's Bleed Tech Blue Radio. On Thursday at 6, it's the Union Parish Coaches Show. Then at 7, the LSU Coaches Show with Brian Kelly moves to a new night Thursdays at 7. That'll be followed by Thursday Night Football. On Fridays during the Sports Company at 5 o'clock, we shut everything down. It's high school football game night where we get you ready for all the area games. Then at 6.30, it's Union Parish Fighting Farmer Football, followed by the original prep report with Ken Trahan, where they get you up to date on all the scores across North Louisiana. On Saturday mornings from 8 to 10, it's the Nick Brown Show. Then from 10 to 11, it's the High School Football Rewind. Three hours before kickoff, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk, followed by LSU Football right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Then Sunday nights, Sunday night football. You're home for football in the Arkla Miss and the Arkla Techs. Sports Talk 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Good evening, beautiful people. Welcome to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Taylor, Sports Talk 97.7. I want to thank our st- title sponsor, excuse me. You okay? Louisiana National Bank for over 100 years. LNB has been your community bank. Go see my friends at Louisiana National Bank for an uncommon experience or check them out. Online at ln.bank. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas Hotline or text line 888-993-7762. Beck Haynes, we joked Saturday night um, after Louisiana Tech's 41-31 victory 
how refreshing it is to come in after a victory, and it still feels pretty darn good right here on this beautiful fall Tuesday night in Ruston. I'll take it any Tuesday night of the year, BC. No this felt like our first real win. I mean, not to downplay SFA. Yeah, I agree. But this one felt a little conference. better. Conference. Hey, I was I was out of practice today, and they said, um, "Oh, nice of you to put in the work today." Can't be no better than one and zero right now in conference That's play. Right, you That's can't. the best way to put it. I mean, uh, you, you got and that you, was one we had to have. Oh, absolutely, and you had to get and some, maybe everyone after this we got to have. No, possibly, but you had to get some momentum back on your side and back in your locker room, and uh, it felt like it. And we discussed this that. Um, you could see some of the changes that Louisiana Tech made during its bye week, and it, it looked like Sonny Cumbie and his staff did a really good job because the boys were ready to play from the opening kickoff. Yeah, if I could pick to come out of a bye week every week, I think I would. You love to see it. You always wonder. There's been times in the past, not a historian, Ben, but in the past, coming out of the bye week has not been too kind. And that's pretty discouraging, if you ask me. If you have two weeks to prepare, two weeks to look at film. You should be ready to go. You should be ready to go. You should at least get off the bus. You know, and sometimes we don't get off the bus. Tell you what, Cumbie and the boys. They got off the bus. They got off the bus. They're ready to go. Uh, Parker McNeil named Louisiana Sports Writer Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, Also, honorable mention, Earl Campbell National Player of the Week for his 18 of 27 performance for 267 yards. And for touchdowns, that's that's efficiency. When I look at a stat line, uh, you got his picture next got. to it. Yeah, uh, we will have Parker McNeil in studio later in the show, around six forty-five, maybe seven o'clock. Uh, Bulldog signal caller will join us. Brett Vito, Denton Record Chronicle, will join us at six thirty to preview Louisiana Tech's matchup with North Texas on Saturday. A game set for a three p.m. kickoff. On ESPN Plus. Beck, I hate to start the top of the show like this, but I got to tell you something. Tell me. Prepare yourself. Ugh, I'm ready. Dogs are wearing red helmets oh, on Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Not ready for that. I hate it. Love the red helmets in Denton. Red, white, red has been a thing of beauty in Denton. I believe the Bulldogs are 4 0 in Denton. Since entering Conference USA back in 2013, wins in 2014, wins in 2016, and Meek blocks the old field goal in 2018. Don't think they've recovered from that one yet. Uh, beat them in Denton in 2020, which was a wild one in itself. You remember the COVID year. I believe it was like 33 days in between games. Uh, they'll get an opportunity to crank it back up. It's a North Texas team playing pretty good. Yeah, I guess I'm glad this is an away game. Uh, <laughs> I don't. You know, I would love to hear your thoughts on the red helmets. Don't hate them. 888-993-7762. Give us a little text. If you wear them red, white, red, I'm fine with them. Yeah, definitely white. Any other combination, I'm white. Yeah, red, white, blue to me looks like we're some little toy soldiers. I don't love it. Uh, I'm going to ask Parker about that when he gets in the studio. He's never worn the red helmet in a game. He's never worn the red helmet. Maybe in his past at some other places he might have worn a red helmet. Who knows? Uh, McNeil's a transfer from Texas Tech. Should we ask him who the real tech is? You don't know what. Oh, yes. We need to to touch on that. Yeah, and let's put him on the spot. But, uh, yeah, I'll be honest. I don't love him. Oh, too legit to quit says red needs to go back to the primary helmet. White for special occasions, or dare I say, get a blue one. I wouldn't hate I blue. Would, I'd be fine with a blue helmet. 
I would be fine. A, a lot of tech traditionalists love uh, and the I red get, helmets. Trust me, I understand. I know that you guys are all thinking we're the young guys. Ben wants chrome helmets. Yep. I mean, don't even sure do. I won't get black. me started. If you're going to be mad at somebody, be mad at him. I get that red, white, and blue from top to bottom was the look back in the day. And that's when a lot of people think of tech football. That's the look they think of. I bet old Tabes has got some red, white, and blue memories. Okay? I just hey, don't love it. Does. And I really hate red, blue, blue. You know, you Don't know, even get me started. You know what I think takes away from the red helmets even more for me? Tell me. Is the awful shoulder stripes that we have going right oh, the, now. Oh, the little stash. Yeah. I call it the little shoulder stash. Yeah, I think that takes away from this. Yeah. Need to go back to the wide stripe. Yeah, um, we're looking at potentially, uh, you know, this is like Adidas. We have Adidas, correct? Yeah, Adidas is like a, it's like. Automakers, you know, they change body styles every couple years. We ought to be up for a new body style. Steve. I hear it's coming soon. Hopefully, they've done some focus groups, got some people in a room that know what they're talking about. Back in the lab, and they said, "Hey, let's get rid of the short stash on the shoulders. Shoulder pads don't need them. We can do better than that." Don't know if you saw this one, but the old Island boy Miles Brooks Conference USA Defensive Player of the Week. We knew it was only a matter oh. of time. Uh, his compadre, the other island boy, Willie Roberts, also had an interception in Louisiana Tech's win over UTEP. And boys keep producing hey, week are, in, week they out. They are as advertised and really happy to see them make the jump from SFA to Tech. And to be, so, deal. to be so successful, it's fun to watch. I think Amik and some others in the in the past have made the cornerback position fun to watch. They've They're fun it. to watch. No, they really are. And listen, I think a lot of times – uh, you look at transfers brought into a program. We've talked a lot about the transfer portal, the impacts, the positives, the negatives. Uh, I think sometimes as, as fans you don't really have an opportunity or don't feel like you have an opportunity to really kind of fall in love with the student athlete because they might not be here for four or five years. It might be one or two, maybe three. Right. Uh, but these dudes, Willie Roberts and Miles Brooks, they've been so – and listen, Tech's two and three, but they're one and on the conference – They've been so important for what Scott Power likes to do on defense. Oh, like yeah. they've been. Really I think he good. knew that when he brought him over. It had to have. We got we got the privilege to to be on field and you know these home games. And when you're when you're that close, we stand in the end zone. And when you're that close, and it's really fun to watch them work. We got to see a little bit of that third quarter on uh, Saturday night. But those guys, like just to see them up close. And see how fast they move, and the physicality, and the physicality of the, game. of the game. And even it's like, and I can't imagine the NFL compared to college, but, but it's just it's incredible. And those guys, I mean, there was a, a few they were trying to throw over the top of them, it just wasn't happening, you know. And the confidence they got to have, and I mean, obviously, obviously that lineup, they don't know where they're going, but the, their ability to stick with them is incredible. I got a lot of respect for those dudes. Love to have them. Love to see them. I love that they call themselves the Island Boys. They've really taken to that, Joey Fresh's name. Shout out to you, Joey Fresh. You think Fresh. that really came from the Joey Fresh? It came from Joey Fresh. I don't know Joey why Fresh. you're shouting out. He don't listen anymore. Uh, we haven't heard from Joey Fresh in he a while. He might as well be. And it's been really disappointing. Might have went Fresh. gator hunting with old Robbie from Chalmette, got himself in a little trouble. Sounds like it. Um, also, we, we talked to B.J. Williamson on behalf of Louisiana National Bank last week. Told him that he was going to get his first pick of the year. Ball landed in the old proverbial breadbasket. And he wasn't able to come down for. Let's talk with BJ about yeah, that. Right in the uh, right in the chest, hit him right in the chest. Uh, you hate to see it, but you know what they say. That's why they're not receivers. Okay, that is what they say. Did you get an opportunity to those uh, who are athletic that cannot catch shall be DBs? <laughs> not saying it's easy. Would you tell just, them that? I would not. Should tell we them tell that. Parker McNeil that uh, we understand why 
Parker may be wondering why they caught his. I mean, hey, I'm going to tell Parker, you must throw the most catchable ball in all the world, which is important to me because some people have not. But congrats to Parker. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Got some things fixed over the bye week. You love to see it. Uh, Will the People chimes in and says, I got memories of Columbia Blue and Red Helmet. I would love, love if Tech brought back the old Columbia Blues here uh, sometime in the next couple of years. Would be a great idea. Hey, I bet you if you fork up enough money, they'll do whatever you want. Really, though, to be honest, Tech hasn't had an alternate uniform. Because I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out on the alternate red jersey. I would I don't would be, love it. I would be totally too Rustin Highish. Nothing gets. Do you know what my high. first negative uh, experience with the with the red out game was? Freshman it. year, I got this new pair of shorts that I'm in love with. They're they're white. There's some little basketball shorts. Cargos. They might have been. I'm not going to go there. Uh, <laughs> and I, it's a red out game. Yeah. A little freshman. I ain't got a red shirt, so I go on down to the bookstore. Shout out seventy five dollars on a red shirt. Shout out to the bookstore. I think we're playing. It's not it maybe not have been Hawaii. It probably it was, was. Your, your sophomore yeah, year. Yeah, it was Hawaii. So, uh, starts pouring down rain. I remember it. Oh, had a blast, having a good time under the lights. Get home, walk in the house. My white shorts are pink. Just the rain bled right through my red shirt. I got pink shorts now, and I was like, I'm over the red out game. And that I'm old, over it. And that old Penny Lane washing machine couldn't get the oh, job done. Could couldn't it? do it. <laughs> Did you get a chance to listen to Sonny Cumbie's press conference this afternoon? I did not. Did not. Uh, it, it was really interesting to me. And, you know, they, they had Sonny Cumbie in there, obviously. Uh, Cecil Singleton, defensive back, transfer Miami of Ohio, had his first interception as a Bulldog on Saturday as well. Uh, Josh Moat, uh, left guard, was in as well. I, I just think, and I, I don't know, I, we've heard Sonny Cumbie now for five, six weeks talk about practice habits and you start hearing these players talk about practice habits and you know Josh Moat talks about how he really believes that some of the film that Louisiana Tech put out there for their first four games of the year uh, was not indicative of of who they are and and they feel like they're a better football team and they proved that somewhat against UTEP and it's time now to go on the road get your first road win since 2020 and prove it even further I just get a, uh, I guess, a quiet sense of confidence within that building that they believe they're really close to clicking on both sides of the football. And I think we saw a, a semblance of that on Saturday with how Parker McNeil played the quarterback position, scored 41 points, you forced four turnovers defensively. You really took UTEP out of the game with how you jumped out to that early lead, which we said they needed to do. And you, you just, it, it kind of gives you that sense of hope and belief that they're really close to clicking, and they might can run off a few games here uh, in a row in conference play. I don't think we need to look past the fact that as players, when you prepare all week long, you watch film, and, and for, just for starters, the film they're watching on themselves, I mean, there were a couple plays away from, from a big difference. It's not you're just getting beat on all facets. It's you're making no. a couple of mistakes, shooting yourself in the foot. So you go in and review after the game, and you're watching the film, and you're going, man, we were close. Uh, we might have been two touchdowns away, but those are those are mistakes that we can fix. And then on the flip side of that, as you prepare for the next week, you prepare all week, you install game plans, coaches are working through the small stuff with you, and then you play your game and you do it, and you do it well, and you win. And you're successful because of that. Yes. yes. Like that's what brings the confidence. That's what's to say – Man, like you have confidence in your coaches. Like, okay, I listened to him. I did what I needed to do. Um, I trusted my 
brother to the right, my brother to the left, whatever it is. Like, so as you prep for, as you go back and you watch your your UTEP game film, you're like, man, we could have beat them by a hundred if we'd have done this. Yeah. And then you're prep, prepping for you, uh, North Texas, and you're going, man, we already we're building upon what happened last week. That is so important going into another week because if you lose two or three in a row and coaches are trying to install stuff and you're like, I don't know if this is well, work. and I think too, you know, we as fans, like we have the opportunity, like. We're not in the building. We're not going out there and stretching and running routes and throwing routes and defending receivers. Like we we ride the highs and the lows. As a player, like there's no doubt that come Saturday afternoon, Louisiana Tech's football team's gonna get off the bus. They're gonna put their jerseys on. They're gonna go play football. But a, a lot of how successful that they're gonna be on the football field is determined what they do on Monday, what they do on Tuesday. You know, throughout that week, like you said, and so. If you can be that player that avoids riding the highs and lows, avoids being the guy that gets you know down on yourself when you throw an interception, down on yourself when you fumble, down on yourself when you drop an interception, and just try to stack those good days, I, I think so many times that sounds like a bunch of word salad, but like it's so vitally important if you are the player, if you are the coach, to to like you said, to know that hey, we're five plays away from beating UTEP sixty three to ten. You know, or we're five plays away from, you know, we're, you know, whatever it might be. Well, I mean, look at, look at last year. Prime example of what it looks yes. like when the hope is gone. Yeah. You lose to Southern Miss without a quarterback. Like, that's what happens when the hope is gone, when the belief is gone, when the trust is gone. You get games like that. And that they had a couple of bad breaks last year, the first couple they games did. of the season. But that's what coaches get paid a lot of money for, is keeping to up. figure that yes, out. Yeah, you got to figure that out, and you got to figure out how to inspire your team to continue to, to to push and to trust. So that's a game like Saturday night against UTEP. Like that does more. It's a confidence. Yeah, it's, it does more for a team than, what, than you could imagine. I'll tell you what didn't build my confidence. Those awful UTEP uniforms. They were just downright Duh. brutal. Downright brutal. Let's go ahead and take our first time out. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line, 888 we come back for the break, we'll break down that win over UTEP. We'll also discuss the impact of the injury to Tyler Grubbs. Louisiana Tech star linebacker, Coach Cumbie mentioned today that Grubbs will be out for Saturday's game against North Texas. How does that impact the Bulldogs? You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be back right for this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. You can feel it in the air. You can hear it under your feet. And when you see our trucks, winter is on the way. Be prepared with O'Neill Gas. Family owned and operated since 1952, O'Neill Gas is dependable as the products and services we offer. Propane deliveries, tank rentals, installation, and repairs, all by trained and certified professionals who make regular routes in your area. Call today, find out about our delivery options. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. 
From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-93-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk at 97.7 as we watch the Houston Astros' Jordan Alvarez three-run walk-off home run to defeat the Mariners in game one of the ALDS. Beck, Louisiana Tech victorious 41-31 over UTEP start conference play on a positive note. Uh, now 2-3 and three overall, 1-0 and oh in conference USA play. Uh, Will, the people chimes in on the O'Neill Gas text line. This is a great win for Tech for one reason. It was overcoming the momentum swing. Up 30-24, fourth quarter, third down. Bulldogs had the composure to come up with the first down along with a big play. Tech had crumbled in similar situations. Oh, I in think recent I feel past. like we probably would have done three, three runs up the middle the last few years. <laughs> I, this is me, so it was nice to see. He makes I, a good point, though. Like it took some composure. Well, here's the deal: you and I were sitting in the stands, and we had we were able to see right down the pipe of that throw. Beautiful. And, I mean, it was the best throw of the night by Parker by far, and I mean, just unbelievable touch. And and we took a big exhale after. it. Yeah, because it felt like you know, obviously, smoke scores about ten seconds later, but yeah. uh, that was a really pivotal play in the game for Louisiana. Hey, I'm going to talk to Parker about that. We're going to say, Parker, listen, a little trauma for a lot of Tech fans. Okay, we've been in that situation before. You think he knows that? Oh, he's going to know by the end of the night. I promise you. I'm going to tell him all about it. You're going to vent to him. A oh bit. my gosh, he's a hero. <laughs> Sean asked me, "What will it take for you to write another poem <laughs> to a quarterback?" And I, I told him it'd it's take, a, take lot. a lot. I'll tell him. You know, I told him it. it you know, I really had to talk you into that one, and you did it begrudgingly so, and it yeah, and then really I got, backfired. Then I got burned, you know? <laughs> yeah, it really backfired yeah. later in the year. Not only did he leave me on red, he totally left the whole squad hanging. And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But but back to this game against Utah. The fast start, beautiful. Like, you jump out to a 14-0 lead, I believe, like a little over five minutes into the contest. Um, got the running game going a little bit. I know the stats on paper aren't all that beautiful uh, 33 carries, 114 yards as a team, but you weren't in third and 10. You weren't in third and 12. You weren't in third and 14 all night offensively. And I, I go back to this point, and, you know, the schemes that Tech runs offensively, there's so many dudes open. I mean, every pass that Smoke Harris called it felt like on Saturday night, he was wide open. Felt like they used Smoke very well oh you made the point this is really interesting i didn't even notice this until you made the point on saturday night you felt like i obviously don't have the stats to back this up our stat guy took the day off 
you felt like Smoke was in the game for less plays, but way fresher in the plays he was in. You met, you noticed a huge difference in that. I, he played fewer snaps, and I don't think that was um, a, a microcosm of you know his quote unquote ineffectiveness throughout the year. I, I think that was planned out for Louisiana Tech as far as what they wanted to do for him. He played 44 of 62 snaps. It allowed Taj McGee to get some extra snaps at a slot spot. Of course, McGee caught the first touchdown of his career on that opening drive, a little swing pass from McNeil, eight yards. Um, and I, I just think that that allows for him because, let's be honest, he's not just returning punts now. He's returning kickoffs as well. Uh, and, and so some of that stuff's more taxing that you know you, we might realize – uh, from a game flow standpoint, right. and so I think the fresher you can, the fresher you can keep smoke. The you know when you get to game ten, game eleven, game twelve, he's going to be healthier, and, and I think that's important because as much work as you put in the weight room, as much work as you put in conditioning wise, let's be honest for a sec, smoke's five six. Like you know what I'm saying? Like his body's not going to be able to take a beating week in and week out. No, and just and take taking a little bit off your mind too of just yeah. getting a few Middle plays break. off and being able to focus on what you're doing next. And that's not a lot of time in between plays, you know? No. And if he's coming off of special teams, like you're switching right back into offensive mode. I don't I'm curious, like like you said, it, you don't think it was because of his lack of efficiency. It's not like he was getting benched or taking giving some other guys a chance to see what they could do. I, I think it was a, a a calculated move that paid off big time. And we saw a lot better production from Smoke Harris on Saturday night than we've seen from him all year. Had four touchdowns. Two were called back. Had a chance for a fifth touchdown. I mean, he played really, really good football. And listen, I'll say this for the entire Tech receiving core, and I said this Saturday night after the game. A lot of Tech fans want to say, oh, there's not a whole lot of talent. That's why this team sucks. Well, I got news for you. Trey Harris going to play in the NFL. Smoke Air is pretty good himself. Griffin Hebert is playing the best football of his career. Like, you got talent at the perimeter spots that they're in one defensive backfield in this conference that can match up with you in man coverage. And UTEP learned that really early on yeah. in this football game. I, they I, were getting abused by Tech receivers. Let me tell you the, the average fan point of view here. The, the thing that makes people believe that is we don't got a Carlos Henderson who's six whatever he is five whatever you don't have a a Trent Taylor who's who's noticeably like identifiable you got a bunch of dudes that just look like normal dudes that are really good really solid it. really consistent you just don't have your your giant receiver or your, or your Quentin Patton or whatever I mean these guys are they're solid they're found, like Cumbie's got weapons to use and I think and least, I think he utilizes yeah. weapons better than Anybody we've had in a long, long time. Absolutely. A uh, uh, little trouble on special teams. You want to talk about that? Yeah, let's hear it. By my, what I've understood, we had two. We had a field goal and an extra point blocked. Um, and then congrats to Buck Buchanan for getting the first points of his career. Had a boot. 53-yard. That might have been good from 70. <laughs> Probably. Uh, got two blocked. What? what the blocks were from the edge. They were not up the middle. Cummy talked about his breakdown in protection. They got to be better on that left side. Yeah. So here's the deal. You can either you can either squeeze in and and close Correct. those gaps, or you can spread out a little bit and make it a longer distance from the outside for the guy. I feel like we were probably a little close in. We were maybe a little worried about coming yeah. up the middle. I mean, that, to I, get blocked twice from the corner, Ben. Yeah, I think I think some of it was. UTEP had clearly identified something on film, and they were able to take advantage of that. But I also think that, um, you know, 
some of the special teams, the the second block where Barnes ran out there right before the play clock expired, I, I think that was that's more, a little unfair. Well, that's more of a coaching issue, and I think they would admit that following the game. As far as you can't decide with 13 seconds left on the play clock, you're going to run them out there because kickers are creatures of habit. They like to take their sweet time. They like to like point to the sky, let God know that you know they're praising. Need a little help. Yeah, need a little little help help on kicking this 48 yard field. You know what I'm saying? Like they take their sweet time. Sometimes the holder, um, you know, likes to find the nearest camera guy that he can pull. You know, everything under the sun. These special teams guys like to try to figure out. And so, hey, this is their brief moment. You know, that's what I'm saying. I, exactly. Listen, I'm not saying they don't deserve to be able to do that. I'm just saying, like, you can't run them out there at the end of the play clock. So I think some of that's understandable. Uh, like you said, Buck hits the 53 yard field goal. I think Buck also had a tackle on a kickoff. Yeah, Buck wants to play football sometimes. Um, so I, I think that you know, was it perfect? No. Dan Sharp said in the interview with Sean on the Sports Company, smoke was one block away on the kickoff for running it back. He said he believes they've had six punt returns where they've been one block away. And listen, I, I know you probably get hard, tired of hearing, like, we're one block away. Well, like, yeah. That's, that's better that, than five blocks. Exactly. Like, you had the opportunity for a big return, and so if you can get that one guy to clean up his job, you'll obviously be in a much better spot. Unnamed texter chimes in and says, definitely traumatic for some fans. But powering through the fourth quarter after your defense being on the field essentially for the entire third quarter, and they were tackling against big, strong running backs who were good. This team is learning that they can play from being gassed and close in score. Next is gaining confidence and playing from behind. They gain ground at times during the Missouri and Clemson games, so they have it in there. Let, let's talk about that. Like Grubbs goes down in the second quarter, leaves with a shoulder issue. We'll see how long he's out. He's obviously out this week from North Texas. Uh, I don't know if you saw. He played twenty six snaps on Saturday and had ten tackles. Like he was all over, pretty good, yeah, all over the football field uh, for Louisiana. He might have ended up with twenty five tackles by the end of that one. But I, that's a huge loss for. Ta- I mean, Tyler Grubbs is really, really good against the run. You look at North Texas. You look at Rice. The next two weeks, they want to run the football. So uh, tall task for Scott Powers. He preps. Uh, without his star middle linebacker. Yeah, you got Ma- uh, Mackie Carabin backing him up. Kyrie Morrison slides yeah. inside And those sometimes. are good players, but it's just tough when you lose the heart of your defense. And, well, you uh, lose a guy that finds the football. They may have to leave Grubbs in Rustin, otherwise he might try to sneak out there. That's all I got to say. If the I know kid anything wants about to play the kid, football. He, does. he wants to play. He wanted to go back in on Saturday night. We saw him yelling. With, uh, want to play football. With a little gimpy wing, you know. It's tough to play if you can't reach your arm out. You know, but the kid wants to play. That's a big loss. We hope it's not more serious than that, and we hope we get him back. But yeah, you're right. Need him back. Scott Powers got his work cut out for him. Uh, again, pretty pretty happy with the defense as a whole. Uh, Gave up a bunch of yards, but I don't yeah, know. but that was I mean on the third quarter. Yeah, it was third a thirty quarter, to ten. Game. Yeah, it was a what what what? UTEP ran thirty four plays, and we ran six. Uh, three or two, three and outs for Tech. That's not ideal. Um, certainly not. But that's what we saw from UTEP in the third quarter was what I was worried about for the, the entirety whole, of the game. Yeah, no, I seeing agree. the whole game. So I, I cannot understate or overstate how 
important I think it was for Tech to get up to that 14 nothing lead. I think that immediately UTEP has, the to, entire yeah, they have to abandon everything. And I think coming out of half, they maybe said, let's get back to our game plan. Let's be honest, it's hard for a team like UTEP. They love a 1950 offensive scheme. They threw the ball 51 times, and the week before they threw it like 13. I mean, 14. 14. Yeah. This is not what they wanted to do. This is not how they win football games. So credit to Scott or the offense and for Scott Power for, for knocking them off their game a little bit. And, yeah, still got to work out the third quarter issues. Now, the three and outs, that's not ideal, but that's one or two plays away. I mean, yeah, it's you're not you're, like – Well, Cumbie said on the one three and out, you know, obviously remember Parker gets hit, and he was kind of favoring that right side a little bit. They had double moves called on both sides, and both Trey Harris and Julian Harris had ran straight past the corner, and it was going to be a 90-plus yard touchdown if he got another split second to throw the football. Yeah. So, like, we could sit here and say – Oh, Cumbie didn't yeah, call but, I mean, aggressively, but like if he I mean, hits two a play, chances, he hits a play. Yeah, that's, that's six plays. That's not that much to make it yeah. work, and, and one or two things goes kind of wrong, and you're three and out. And well, so, at some point, you got to prioritize getting a little room for your punter. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. We ain't exactly we yeah. didn't exactly punt the ball too well on Saturday night. I ain't gonna sit here and sugarcoat things. But let's go ahead and get to our next timeout. We come back from the break. Brett Vito, Den Record Chronicle, joins us. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk, ninety-seven point seven. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable, and serving part-time can help you graduate debt-free. Do you want to stay close to friends and family? The Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want. Learn more by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Louisiana Tech. Travels to Denton to take on the North Texas Mean Green Saturday afternoon. 
kickoff scheduled for 3 p.m. on ESPN+. And here to help us break down the mean green, Brett Vito with the Denton Record Chronicle. Brett, how you doing tonight? Doing all right, guys. What's going on? Oh, not much. Getting ready uh, for a fun matchup between the Bulldogs and the mean green. It, it always seems to deliver uh, really competitive football games. Mean green 3-3 three and three overall, 2-0 and oh in conference play. Uh, I guess you could say they're playing really good football as they come off their bye week this week. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could definitely say that. I mean, they've done, uh, you know, they had a rough go, but early in the season they played a couple of decent, uh, you know, um, other G5 teams on the road, uh, you know, and then they played SMU at home, and that never goes well for North Texas. So they got, you know, they they really got blown out by SMU, and then they, they lost at UNLV in a pretty lopsided game, and then they they played pretty well at, at Memphis. They just didn't. They just made too many mistakes there. But they bounced back last week. Uh, you know, beat a pretty you know, what I think is a pretty decent FAU team. So all of a sudden they're sitting at two and zero in conferences. You know, they did open the season zero week at UTEP, so they're in a pretty good spot. And you know, after they played pretty well against FAU, I think they feel pretty good about where they're at, especially after coming off a of bye week to kind of rest and heal up a little bit. And I want to talk about, you know, go back to 2021. Obviously, they, they finished the season. Uh, I believe they won like five straight Conference USA games. I think that kind of culminated with a, a blowout win over UTSA. Uh, they're 2-0 and here early on in conference play. Offensively, when, when they started reeling off those games in conference play back in 2021, it feels like they really developed an identity as far as what they want to do. They want to run the football, run the football, and allow Austin Ani uh, to play the play-action game off of that. Has that really allowed them to settle in on a scheme, and and is that what Seth Luttrell ultimately wants to do with this offense? Yeah, I think that's the interesting thing about North Texas is, you know, they they fished around after Mason Fine left forever to, you know, try to kind of figure out what they wanted to be and how they wanted to go about it. Because, I mean, you only get, you know, Mason's kind of one of those once-in-a-generation kind of guys. You know, you're not going to find another guy like that. So they kind of fished around and looked around to, to find another quarterback that could run that system, and they didn't really have a lot of success um, once he left. And then they, you know, Jason Beam, you know, who's now in the news, mm-hmm. he's started Kansas now. You know, he came and he was in and out of lineup. Austin was in and out of lineup. They got a couple other transfers that came in and never really found anything, and then Late last year, they decided, um, well, not late, kind of midway point of the year, they decided, you know, we've got a really good offensive line. We've got a bunch of really good running backs, and it's just killing us to be trying to run the spread system and throw it all over the place. We're going to go with our strength, and that's running the ball because they've got, you know, three really good running backs. And, you know, at the time, you know, they, well, actually even more than that, one of them graduated after last year. And that they just really leaned on that running game and that big offensive line. And they were able to, um, you know, string together a bunch of really good games. They averaged 283 rushing yards per game in that five-game run there. And they kind of got a little bit fortunate because, you know, they got UTSA, which was really, really good last year at home late in the year. And it rained cats and dogs. It was cold and it just, you know, UTSA just didn't, you know, as a dome team, didn't play well in it, and they managed to pull it out and, uh, you know, win those five straight games. Now this year you kind of figured, okay, well, they're going to do the same thing again, and it, they largely have, but, I mean, Austin's been a much bigger part of the uh, equation this year and is throwing the ball particularly 
you know, effectively, you know, you think you look back, he had some, some big games. He had three, three touchdown passes against uh, FAU last week, you know, so he's done some good things as well, and it's just kind of worked out for him. And, and, you know, you mentioned those running backs. Obviously, Oscar Attaway's back after the season-ending injury, injury in 2021. Ragsdale's back. Um, Adai, I think I'm announcing that correctly, smaller back, averaging over seven yards a carry. Um do they have really the, the go-to guy at running back, or do they really kind of rotate possessions, rotate snaps, and, and kind of ride the hot hand as they get into the second half? Yeah, that's kind of what they've done. I mean, it's just to kind of figure out who's got who's feeling it that day. And I think a lot of the credit has to go to Patrick Cobbs. I mean, anybody that's been around North Texas or, or you know, Conference USA slash Sunbelt for a long time will remember Patrick. He's one of the all-time leading rushers at North Texas and went on a plate in the NFL. And they brought him back as, a, as the running backs coach, which is just an absolute no-brainer to do after he spent a year coaching high school ball in town. And he's just such a tremendous person slash recruiter, and he's, he's good at scouting and figuring out who he needs to get. And he's been able to bring in just a load of really talented running backs. You know, they got Attaway out of Arkansas, um, ironically, Io was a guy that just kind of showed up. You know, he was playing at a at a small school in Arkansas, and you know, he decided to walk on over there. He's been great. I mean, he kind of fell through the cracks because he's a little bit smaller, but he's a really good player. And you know, last week, Ikeka Ragsdale, which was the guy they got out of out of a big time prep school in in uh, Las Vegas. You know, they put him in the Wildcat. He ended up really contributing in the Wildcats. They've got a bunch of different ways they can go with those guys. Uh, at the receiver position, how big has it been to get Jair Shorter back healthy? Uh, I know he has five touchdowns in the first six games. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's just a freak athlete and, a, you know, a really good player, and that really hurt last year. I think the thing everybody forgets about, you know, kind of why they went to the, the running game um, so much at the end of last year. I mean, part of it was their strength, but part of it, too, is they've lost everybody at wide receiver. They lost, um, you know, Tommy Bush was another highly regarded guy that they had last Out of early Georgia, last yeah. year. Yeah, you know, he transfers in from Georgia. Well, you know, in the span of less than, I think it was, it was less than a week, um, you know, uh, the cornerback from SMU fell into um, the back of, of Bush's uh, legs and, br- and broke his leg, broke his ankle in the SMU game last year. And then like two or three days later, Jair breaks his foot in practice in a non-contact injury and they lose a ball for the year. Well, now all of a sudden you got those guys back. Plus um, the guys that they developed last year when they had to play without those guys. Um, So all of a sudden you've got a much deeper and more dynamic wide receiver group. That's really, that's really playing well. And the thing is, is Jair's just such a massive, matchup nightmare at the group of five level because i mean he looks like a tight end out there but he's super fast he's one of the fastest guys on the team you're looking at a guy that you know they list at uh let me scoot down here a little bit more yeah jair's listed at 6'2 and 218 i mean he looks like a, he's a big old dude out there and he can run you know he's about the size of their their tight ends about the same size you know Marquise <laughs> gums is playing pretty well six three two thirty well you know if you stood him next to Jair, they look about the they look up pretty much the same but Jair, you know runs a ridiculous forty time which is why anytime any of these NFL scouts show up to practice they always want to who's that guy who's that guy out there number sixteen you know because he just looks the part 
And so getting him back's been a huge boost for North Texas because there's just not many cornerbacks at the at the Group of Five mm-hmm. level that can you know that can you know handle that guy. There's, there's just not many of them out there. Shifting to the defensive side of the football, obviously, you know, you get the Murphy twins leave for UCLA via the transfer portal in the offseason. Uh, Katie Davis flirts with the transfer portal, but he's back. Uh, Coach Cumbie talked a, a ton about him today and just how quality of a linebacker he is. Uh, what has Phil Bennett's unit looked like to this point? Well, I think they've, they've really started to put it together here. Because, I mean, that that was the big thing at the beginning of the season. You're kind of wondering, okay, you know, Phil Bennett's one of the best to ever do it as far as, like, a defensive coordinator. You're like, okay, well, what does this guy really have? Because, you know, they lost the Murphy Twins, like you mentioned. They lost uh, <laughs> Dion Noville, their big mm-hmm. uh, nose tackle, who ended up getting a cup of coffee in training camp in the NFL. And, you know, they, so they lost a bunch of really key guys, and then they lost one of their best cornerbacks. Uh, to to a leg injury in that season opener against Utah, so JD Davis is gone. So all of a sudden, they really had had to kind of go back to square one and kind of rebuild the whole thing. And they've kind of, you know, they've kind of it seems like they've figured it out a little bit. Um, you know, they've got a couple of really good players here and there. Well, not really good. Players. They've got some quality players, and it's all based around, like you mentioned. It's all based around Katie Davis, and he's just a really good player. He's one of those guys. He's a little undersized. But he's only about six foot tall. He was a he was actually a safety in high school. It kind of grew into a linebacker in college. And he's just been a great player for North Texas, and that was one of the it was one of the only good things that happened in the offseason for North Texas defensively. Is he he decided to come back because I mean he went and visited A and M, and he went and visited um, I forget there was another SEC school. I think it was Ole Miss. So he went around, and a lot of people were fishing around. He's just a good, good football player, and you know, a lot of these high-level schools are thinking they could plug him in and, you know, have him contribute in some form or fashion. He decided to come back to basically to build his legacy, and he's doing a good job of it. He's played really well, and he's just a good football player that, uh, you know, you got to watch out for if you're uh, North Texas. That team that's playing North Texas. Uh, keys to the game for the Mean Green on Saturday night. Uh, to me, it's you, you gotta you gotta get the run game going to to set up the play action path. And I think the other thing is, if you're North Texas, is you've kind of lost some of your guys in the back end a little bit to injury and things like that. With JD being gone for the year, um, they're playing. Uh, you know, Rich Tejada who is having a tremendous year, but he's a little bit undersized at five foot eight. Um, I think the whole thing comes down to whether North Texas can run the ball and whether. You know, Ridge and Deshaun Gaddy and, you know, Keelan Crosby, Logan Wilson, Sean Thomas Faulkner, those guys in, in North Texas secondary can can keep up with uh, Louisiana Tech's wide receivers because that doesn't look like a favorable matchup for UNT. So if they can run the ball, set up the play-action pass, and not, just not get absolutely torched in the passing game, I think that's the thing that North Texas needs to do to, to you know, win this game or at least, you know, give themselves an opportunity to kind of extend this winning streak in conference play at home. Great stuff, as always. Brett, if any of our listeners want to follow some of the work you do online, where can they find that at? Uh, well, my Twitter handle is really easy. It's just at Brett Vito, B-R-E-T-T, and then B-I-T-O, V's and Victor. And then our website, of course, is the uh, Denton Record Chronicle, which is DentonRC.com. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Talk to you soon. Brett Vito, Denton Record Chronicle, joining us uh, back. I'll be honest, the, the one thing that kind of took away from that was uh, right there at the end, uh, he doesn't know if North Texas' uh, DBs can hold up with Tech's receivers. 
Uh, have to think our next guest, old Parker Neal, is kind of licking his chops a little bit. Yeah, he's got to be, man. I think we would uh, love to, to, you know, do a little air attack and, and take advantage of that. You know, keep the good I, vibes rolling. I will say this. I think it's going to be a high-scoring football oh, game. Oh, do you? You'll tell us about the over-under coming up at 7-15, but uh, I'd take the all over if it's uh, 80 or below. Oh, Think that think that the heat matters. I think it's gonna be out. no 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 eighty points. Oh right right right. I was like okay we got a little weather guy over here. Cumby did say it's gonna be ninety in Denton Saturday. Ninety. Yeah. Pretty pretty warm. Okay. So. I got you. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. We'll continue continue our preview of the North Texas Mean Green. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. At Louisiana National Bank, you are more than just a number. You are a part of a team. This is B.J. Williamson with the Bulldogs. Whether you're opening your first checking account or need a loan to start a new business, Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Bienville Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our Bienville Motors Facebook page. At Bienville Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. Bienville Motors in Arcadia. Hey DQ fans, we're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world famous DQ sauce serve. This might just be your new go-to order. And you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. Calling all Bulldog football fans. Season tickets for the 2022 La Tech football season are on sale now. The schedule features Sonny Cumbie's inaugural game versus SFA, plus games against UTEP, Rice, Middle Tennessee, and UAB. Contact the ticket office at 318-257-3631 or visit latechsports.com slash tickets to secure your seats today. That's 318-257-3631 or online at latechsports.com slash tickets. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Ben Gaines, John Terror, Sports Talk 97.7. Of course, we mentioned Louisiana Tech and North Texas set for a 3 p.m. kickoff on uh, Saturday afternoon in Denton. Uh, I believe the game will be broadcasted on ESPN Plus for those watching at home, unable to make the trip over to Denton. I know a lot of Bulldog fans are excited to be uh, back in that Metroplex area. Uh, I believe the last time I went to watch Louisiana Tech play in Denton, uh, that was the old Amika Robertson field goal block tapes. You remember that one? The old field goal block. Uh, I mean... They, they kind of run together, BC. Well, they do run together, but it was a thriller. I ain't going to sit here 
and lie to you about that one. So uh should be a fun matchup. Bulldogs have won, I believe, like I said, the last four times as they traveled to Denton. I believe Tech's lone loss in Denton came way back in 1987. We weren't around for that one. Um, as we welcome in Louisiana Tech quarterback Parker McNeil, uh, good to see you. Our first, our first BTB in person interview. It is. It's a special one. It That's a special honor. one. Yeah, we're glad to have you in, Parker. Thanks for joining us. Do we have any headphones for Parker? Do he we can, not? We okay, don't. just use do, the do mic. Taves has got it set up. We don't even need it. No, we're good. We're you good. Can hear just use the mic. You're good. Oh, yeah, he's good. All right, we're good to go. We're good. Yeah, that yeah. mic is all yep. you do. It's all you. Appreciate you joining us. All right, we got to ask you this. We get B.J. Williamson and Smoke Harrison every other week. They always Which you te- can imagine is a treasure, right? Oh, yeah. oh, of course, Smoke. Yeah, sure. yeah. They always tell us about Tough Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What, what, what makes it Tough Tuesday? Um, Coach Cumbie. <laughs> he makes it hard. Is it a hard conditioning day, or is it a um, well, lot of work? Like it's just physical a, it's, practice? Yeah, it's, it's physical. Uh, it's usually a full padded practice. Today it wasn't that kind of – toned it back on us a little bit but yeah it's fully padded and and um you know there's a lot of new install that they put in so it's uh it's a ton of reps and uh, it's just trying to figure out you know how it looks and how how to read certain plays out and uh is that is that exciting for you as a quarterback knowing that week in and week out you, you do get the opportunity to install new stuff just i guess just knowing that it's not going to be the same old same old every week oh yeah oh yeah i mean we there's a ton of stuff that we put in, and um, and yeah, it's extremely fun because it's just you get to see what's going to be good against them, and uh, yeah, it's a it's a lot of fun. It so you, really is. I, I think it's interesting that you get to you get to be on this journey with Cumby as he goes through his first true year of like being a solo head coach. Do hold you, on, before you go. there. Oh, okay. Well, before you go there, hold on. All right. When you went from Troy to Texas Tech, did you yeah. have any previous relationship with Sonny Cumby, like or? Was that just the style of offense that you were interested in playing in? Well, when I was at Navarro, um, he came by. I don't know. Him and uh, Coach Scott Parr, who's mm-hmm. our tight ends coach here, he was oh, my Parr. head coach. Oh, yeah. Parr, man. And, uh, <laughs> so he he came and visited. I don't know if he was recruiting or what, but I, I met him very briefly uh, in, in Corsicana at Navarro uh, one day. And, um, and I really hadn't seen him. That was the only time I met him. And uh, he hit my line. Uh, he texted me. It was December. What would that have been? Twenty twenty, and uh, yeah, asked me if I wanted to, if I is wanted that, to learn about Texas Tech football. So is that a pretty surreal experience to get it? Oh my! <laughs> Coming gosh. from like a junior, yeah, yeah. doing oh, that. Definitely. Oh definitely. yeah, I, I couldn't believe my eyes. I had to <laughs> wipe my eyes and see, make sure. Am that I was getting catfish right, right yeah, now? Like literally, <laughs> literally. Is one yeah. of my buddies messing with I me know, right I, now? I couldn't believe it, but. Yeah, it was at 7 a.m., so I figured it was him, Yeah, definitely so. not one of your friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably not. Definitely not. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I was – I mean, just with him being your head coach, um, does that – do you feel like you're getting to learn a little bit with him? I mean, every week – he probably obviously has the, the style of the coaching, and that carried over. But mm-hmm. from, from week to week to week to see, okay, he's opening up a little bit. Um, I guess just talk a little bit about what that looks like. Just as a playbook expand throughout the season um, – or, I mean, is it just more of like, we tried that, that didn't work, we're doing something different? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I've gotten to see it for two years now. And and a lot of the stuff is the same stuff. I mean, obviously you have your base, you know, offense that you run. But, I mean, yeah, we put in a lot of different stuff, stuff that we never ran last year. And, and uh, you know, that's credit to him. He's extremely creative and extremely smart. And so, yeah, it's been really fun to see him open up and, and uh, 
you know, dial people up and, and really see, you know, really what he's got going on up there. So and not to mention, sweet. you give him a few days on Twitter, he's probably going to come with a few different plays. He might. He told us, what is that called, the swinging gate? Yeah, he loves swinging gate. He, he saw it on Twitter. Yeah, he said he saw it on Twitter. Isn't that wild? <laughs> we love, we died. Yeah. We love that. I was like, I'm, you know, we all thought he'd be like, well, I was laying in bed. It, just, it came to me in a dream, and it was my mastermind. He's like, no, I saw it on Twitter. Oh, yeah, that's so him, too. That's so him. Going back to your, your high school career, obviously you're from Austin, Texas. The decision to go to Navarro Junior College, like, you know what was that? Just known for cheer, by the way. Oh yeah, you know yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. very well known now. Yeah. <laughs> what What was that decision like for you? And you know, how does junior college compare to the Division One level, just from a camaraderie standpoint within a locker room? Yeah, I mean, junior college it's a it's a way different dynamic. I feel like than you know playing at the. Is it like a bunch of guys out for themselves? Is that, is that what it kind of boils down to? Or you know, you kind of right when you get to junior college that's like your initial like feeling and thought is like i'm gonna do yeah. what i need to do to go where mm-hmm. i want to go but really you get there and it it was really a shock to me and a pleasant surprise it was like no like we're we're trying to win a championship we're trying to win a conference championship and a national championship because you know the more we win the more we're going to get seen and the more you're going to mm-hmm. get recruited and that was i was very naive to that coming in but that's definitely uh uh, misconception, I think, of, of junior college for sure. But so go, going going from junior college, well, obviously you went to Troy in 2020. What, what were the options like for you at that point? What kind of sold you on Troy, Alabama? Uh, and I, I guess that was COVID too, right? I mean, that was in the middle of COVID, or what? Did that yeah, 2020 in yes, Troy. I guess yes, that was a challenge in itself. Yep, uh, yeah. that was brutal. I, I think everybody across college football would agree with that, but. Be, being a quarterback and, and walking into a new locker room, you've obviously done it at Navarro, you've done it at mm-hmm. Troy, Texas Tech, and now Louisiana Tech. What what, it, what type of approach do you take? Obviously, quarterbacks look to from a leadership standpoint, but mm-hmm. how do you take about getting to know the guys and earning the trust and things of that nature? Uh, you know, I think just being yourself, I think when you get in that environment, I mean, it's like you said, you're always being looked at and you're always kind of, you have to form those relationships and, and, you know, at some point be a leader. But I feel like you have to really get to know who's in that locker room, know everybody's name, know where they come from, what, you know, their personality. And then I feel like from there, then you can expand onto the leadership role and, and um, you know, kind of not bark at people, but, you know, you can command. You can talk to them yeah. a different way than if you just, hey, I don't know you at all. Why are you talking to me like that? Yeah, if you so, put in the work to get to know who they are, yeah, it's a little exactly. easier to – to push you, tell, you yeah. can tell smoke Harris to quiet yeah. down oh, a little yeah. bit. We're tired exactly. of hearing from you. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if that'll work. You can try. It, it. it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't. For a fact, does not work. We, when me and Ben started going to practice. Well, I guess Ben's been going. When I started going to practices, uh, like that was back when Amik was here. And Amik, I don't know if you or ever heard of him, but he was a cornerback mm-hmm. we had. He was just yeah. dominant, and he he talked the entire time. I mean, just ran his mouth the whole time. And then I took a year or two off going to practice, came back, and then I was around Smoke, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> There's some vocal guys yeah. out here. Yeah. He, Smoke burned uh, burned a DB on a route, dropped the ball, but continued to talk smack the whole way back to the huddle. I'm like, I mean, if you got the confidence to just talk smack, even if you dropped the ball in practice, like, good for you, but, man. But what's that balance? Like, a, a receiver, obviously, I, I don't know if freedom's the right word, but a, a receiver can talk like that. As a quarterback – Keeping that even keel mentality, working through the highs and the lows, I, mm-hmm. is, is that a challenge for you, or is that something that you were able to overcome? You know, in your high school, even your early college days. Yeah, that's definitely something I had to work on because you know, in high school, it's 
you're just young and emotional mm-hmm. and you're always, you know, trying to balance that and you get worked up or too geeked up about a game or a situation and you definitely learned that in JUCO how to how to approach a game and really how to just be even keel like you're talking about and yeah, not get too high or low. So if you're just joining us, Parker McNeil, La Tech quarterback in studio with us. Just to recap this, high school, junior college in Navarro, Troy, Texas Tech, correct? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still doing. I'm still yeah. doing good. Okay. Beck, Beck claims to, to be yeah. the yeah. average. I'm your it's average fan. I don't know. Yeah, he doesn't do any research. Okay, so, so like, then, kind of then right. to then to Louisiana Tech. I mean, are, do you just sit down and look back and be like, man, I was here, and then now I'm starting. Have you had sta- time to do that? Limit? Sitting here, <laughs> and now I'm I'm running out of Clemson Stadium to start a football. Like, is that wild? It's pretty cool. Oh, extremely wild. Not that the Joe is is any <laughs> oh, less no, than Joe's, Clemson. Joe's rocking now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like, yeah. I, I look at that. I'm like, man, and just the the ups and downs, and even coming out of fall camp this year. I mean, you, you, I mean, Matthew Downing gets the nod to start the season. Like, so I just can't imagine the, the ups and downs to getting there. So is that where? How have you dealt with Do just you, the just the the sheer like holy cow how did I get here from all these years of of th- that journey. Well, and I want to add on to that. And that journey, like, h- how do you navigate through? Because I mean, you know, we're relatively young. Like, I played college baseball. Like, mm-hmm. we all know you go home at night and you think about practice, or you yeah. think about, oh man, if I would have done just that. Like, mm-hmm. did you have a lot of those moments throughout your career leading up to this point? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean. You- Definitely, obviously, you know, I experienced a lot of failure, you know, yeah. in my career, unfortunately. But I think those are the things that uh, learning how to deal with those situations, I think really, you know, not to, you know, toe to myself, but I think it definitely uh, built some just mental toughness uh, towards those situations and um, and just showed me how to keep working and, and no matter what. I mean, you can only control what you can control. So, I mean, I think uh, I learned that and, you know, that really helped me. And, you know, like you're saying, went through – and even since I've been here, I've been – you know, went through a lot. And um, I think just having that that mentality about, you know, just, just work and control what you can control and then, you know, let the chips, you know, fall where they may. Let's uh, go ahead. Let, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. We'll continue our conversation with Louisiana Tech quarterback Parker McNeil. You can get us on the O'Neill Gas hotline or text line 888 Be back right after this. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. 
The snap of a football can only mean one thing. A cold snap's not far behind. And while the bleachers can get a bit chilly, your home doesn't have to. Now's the time to fill your propane tank with a call to O'Neill Gas. We'll keep your tanks full all season long so your family stays warm and comfortable. For a limited time, get a free pressure check with your first fill-up. So remember, when that whistle blows, we're your best defense against the cold. From our home to yours, O'Neill Gas. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting LaTeX football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Blue Check Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor, Parker McNeil, live from the Sports Talk at 97.7 Studio. Parker, I want to talk to you next about the quarterback room. Obviously, one guy plays. Um, most coveted position, really, in all of, you know, whatever level you're playing, JUCO, FCS, FBS, everybody wants to play. What's that like for you? You've been on both sides of you. You've been a guy that's been down the depth chart. You've been a backup. You've been a starter. What's it like to navigate the day-to-day meeting stuff while knowing that you got to be a good teammate at the end of the day as well? Yeah, I mean, I think you just approach it like that. I mean, you think, let that lead you, you know, I'm going to be a great teammate first no matter if I'm the starter, whether I'm the sixth string, no matter what. I mean, I think if you just uh, come in with that mentality every day, I think it definitely helps you uh, deal with, you know, maybe not being in that spot because it is tough. And, um uh, because, I mean, we all do the exact same work, and we all study the same. You know, we meet the same. We work out the same. We practice the same. And, you're yeah, around like, each other all the time. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we're around each other all the time. And so it is tough, you know, one guy only getting to play. But um, Does it get awkward, or is it just kind of like an understanding? I mean, obviously it's not you making the decision. You know, Matthew's not tapping you on the sojourn's shoulder and saying it's my turn or whatever. It's obviously the coach. Yeah. But you just, is that just something over years of football you just get used to is like – I'm still going to be supportive of you, but it's just a little awkward because I know you want to be doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know about like awkwardness between us because I mean, we do understand, like you just said, you know, it's not our decision. Right. You yeah, know, coach, coach Comby or whoever decides, and um, and so I, I shouldn't say it's not awkward, but there's definitely you know some tension, I guess. Yeah, but I mean, competitive tension. Everybody competitive, can feel uh, that. That's yeah. a great way to put competitive tension because we're all just extremely competitive. and We want that spot. And with, that's how it should be. So, so what's it like for you? You're, you're a sixth-year guy. You've seen a lot of football over the course of your career, and then you mm-hmm. have other guys in the room like a Landry Liddy that's a young player. Obviously, had, had a lot of hype coming in. Jack Turner's a young player. Yep. Y'all both played at Navarro. Mm-hmm. Well, what's that like for you, as far as kind of, I guess, in a sense, showing them the ropes as they try to navigate not only college football but going to school and, and just being a student athlete uh, on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, I mean it's. You know, going from high school, like, you know, Lander, he's like 18, just got out of I, – I forgot last spring. I'm like, dude, you're like, you should be a senior in high school. You should still be like, You're school. 17 yeah, years yeah, old. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, just getting to lead those guys and, and just kind of, like I said, show them the ropes and, and kind of 
steer them, you know, the right way and kind of, you know, let them know, hey, you know, may, may not, you know, want to do this or that, but, I mean, those guys are – they're so sharp. Like, they're they're definitely different than any young guys I've ever been around, especially Landry. He's – that guy's special. He's – I always call him Landry Manning. He's, he, man, he's just different. He's different. From a film perspective as a quarterback, like, I mean, obviously you've learned. I mean, how how long did that, I guess, that take you to learn how to watch film in an effective way mm-hmm. for you? And is that different for every quarterback as far as how they navigate a game week? Yeah. I mean, you know, for me in the past, you know, I would watch film, especially like in junior college, but a lot of times you may not know what you're looking at. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can sit there and watch a game and be like, oh, yeah, I watch film. But, I mean, you don't really know, okay, yeah. Yeah, they're playing this coverage in this scenario. But, you know, I've had a lot of help uh, since I've got here, you know, from Coach Cumbie and, and uh, Gary Chaffee, you know, the, one, mm-hmm. the quarterback assistant coach. And um, they've really showed me how to break it down and, and uh, you know, by formation or by down, which has been – a game changer really and it's helped me play faster and it's, it's just changed my game yeah I, I would say we felt like it was a lot uh smoother you looked more comfortable this week and we saw just maybe more spurts of that in the other games but this this week like saturday night i felt like it looked like you had total control of everything so that was fun to watch and, and to see y'all develop and especially i mean an extra an extra week that makes a big difference, yeah. right? Tell does us that, what that, does. Does that yeah, give tell you a good opportunity like a to kind of reset and oh, kind of yeah. go back and look at things? Oh, absolutely. You know, and you kind of get a, a wake-up call like we got. You yeah. know, definitely sit there and you're like, all right, well, what went wrong? What do we need to change? How do we need to, you know, maybe change how we prepare, how I prepare? And, uh, yeah, definitely get to sit there and, you know, look at them for, a, you know, a week or two. And, and yeah, that definitely helps a lot. I'll, I'll tell you Beck's favorite play. Um, <laughs> Let me hear it. He loves the uh, RPO skinny post to A-Bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. if Cumbie just hollers in like, hey, A-Bear play. But, like, that's what Beck calls it. <laughs> well, that's pretty we, much we what We ran it, what, the first three games? <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. yeah. Huge gainers. And they worked. I mean, the first two games, it was a touchdown. So, is that uh, – uh, what, Once y'all get into a rhythm with a play like that, obviously you know you're going to come back to it mm-hmm. at, at different points during games. But when you get that call – or, or different calls, you know, whatever play it might be. You're like, all right, here we this go. This is the play. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. definitely. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. It's like the other night on fourth and one, it's like we were down. I think I was sitting in the DAC uh, Saturday night, but I was like, all right, fourth and one. I was like, oh, Trey Harris has a man. This is about to be a oh, touchdown. Yeah. And, like, oh, you yeah. just had to be licking <laughs> your chops in spots yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, you definitely do. I mean, you always have those plays where you're like. Just feel more comfortable. You're like, right? I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. You just kind of feel like, all right, I know this is going to work. And yeah. you can have a feeling pre-snap or whatever. But, but yeah, yeah. You know, especially, you know, Griff. I mean, I knew he was a great player. And, but, you know, when we got something called to him, I'm like, all right, let's go. Better yeah, put it on him. Better <laughs> right. give him a that's chance. I know he could bust yeah. it at any moment. Yeah. Relationship with offensive linemen. Uh, obviously, guys are in and out of the lineup. You know, offensive mm-hmm. linemen get banged up at different times. You've seen, what, two centers play through your first four games, mm-hmm. five games of the year, which is, you know, not optimal by any stretch. But – um, what's that like as far as encouraging those guys but at the same time like it's their job to kind of keep you upright in the pocket so it's like hey guys like come on give me a little chance back here like <laughs> yeah not trying to take no, a yeah. shot against UTEP's D end every night yeah yeah and you know I think just the main thing you can do is just encourage you know those guys or whoever's in I mean they're getting enough uh you know coaching and and you know criticism from them so I mean I think my job is just to just encourage them and and lift them up and let them know that I I believe in them and I I trust them being up there, and uh, and all those guys are so great. I've never, 
we've I like you said, man, we've had like two or three guys in different spots. And right. I, I never mm-hmm. am like, oh god, conscious. We got, we got so and so in there. I have never, you ever been like that during your career though, oh, where you're yeah. conscious? Oh yeah. I mean, I hate to say that, but I mean, no, yeah. You, you know, you are, you know, realistic. Well, you have to be aware of who's around. Yeah, you just kind of know. All right, you know, I may just need to get this ball out faster. If you know, if it's yeah. this type of protection. Yeah, or the left play. tackle had a lot of, you know, fettuccine alfredo. For lunch today might be a little slow. Left tackle likes to party on Friday (laughs) night. Here's my question. I mean, is it you say all that, you want to encourage them and all that is that a little tougher to do when you get absolutely schmacked like you did in the third quarter the other night? Me it's and Ben a, were standing up against the deck. You're probably th- we're like 20, oh, Parker's 25, 30 yards. I, was like, away he, I think he took a shot. And I on saw that, play. that one coming, and I was like, oh, and like I just, you know, I couldn't yell at you. It wouldn't have worked, but I wanted to tell you that that was coming. But that was a hit. That was probably the best one you've had. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. you feeling all right? Yeah, I'm getting, better. getting better. The ice, yeah. the icy hot's been working. Oh good. yeah. <laughs> do, do a lot. Like speaking in general, obviously you're a quarterback, but like. Getting through a week as a college football player, like there, there's obviously going to be bumps and bruises and soreness. Like, is that something where you kind of just hope to work it out and be ready to go the next week? Because especially at this point, I mean, almost halfway through the season, like yeah. nobody's you know 100 percent healthy mm. at this point. Yeah, I mean it's it is tough. I mean, every week is just it's a grind, you know, mentally, mentally and physically. I mean, practices are tough too, and you know, you get to the game, they're, they're obviously hard too, and. uh yeah, I mean, it's hard to deal with it. I mean, for me personally, I mean, I don't physically, I don't do much. Yeah. I mean, you get popped every once in a while. Yeah. But, I mean, for the guys up front, D-line, linebacker, beat all up. those guys, I, like man, a, like I don't a have grubs. To do I'm like, how do you walk oh, for two man. days after that? I don't even know. I'm like, we're back like, out I there watch, practicing. Oh, I watch grubs on field goal block, and I'm like, hey, bro, take a snap off. Oh, like, but, I mean, that's – stand back there, but he wants to crush the dude. Oh, literally. <laughs> that's a – that's all that guy's crazy, and we got a lot of them like him. They're like, like, how are you doing this right now? Yeah. Like, they just prefer to get hit. They're not comfortable unless they're getting hit. I, they're crazy, I guess. What What's the locker room like after a win compared to a, a loss? Uh, more, more energy uh, around the building. Are you asking like if this? there's more energy after a win than there's a loss? <laughs> well, is, that, is that your question? I'm just saying, like from a mood standpoint, you, you, we hear coaches. It doesn't matter if it's Sonny Cumbie or whoever. They talk about don't ride the highs and lows. Like I, that, I mean, it has to be hard. It, you know, after a loss, you're gonna be. Pretty ticked off, I'd imagine, at some point. Yeah. Yeah, maybe just managing the, like th- those emotions. Like, how, how quickly can you get out of the, the foul mood of a loss, and then how quickly can you get refocused after a win? Uh, well, usually, I mean, we come in, you know. Does Comby give you time to be pissed on a loss? Um, or is he, like, pushing positive pretty quick? Oh, no, he'll, he'll let you have it. <laughs> he'll let you have it. I'll, no, yeah. Every coach will. Yeah, know, no, but... they, they will, but. Um, I mean, usually we'll come in and practice on Sunday, you know, in the past games. Unfortunately, the games that we've lost, you know, usually, you know, you get, you know, kind of, you just get criticized, you know, in your meetings on what you did wrong. And uh, you gotta be willing. Those are fun meetings. Oh, yeah. you gotta I'm be sure the criticism's fun. there when you win or lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. you got to be definitely. willing to understand that that's part of it. Oh, absolutely. And you've learned that throughout. Do you have someone, like, in your family that's like, all right, after a game, like, i got to call dad or whoever and be like we got to talk through this just to kind of oh yeah get me oh, off yeah. the ledge about three or four i call back no home. doubt oh yeah That's now, a- me and ben call each other a lot we, we, we spend a lot of time together <laughs> like, but sometimes, yeah, through this, yeah. Like. And, and it's funny you know like ben on like a uh you know a s- sunday after a game you know the line comes out or monday for the next game and and we're like, oh yeah, we're oh, this is gonna be tough. We're not gonna win. And then Ben's putting, you know, the mortgage on Tech money line by Saturday night. I mean, that's just how, <laughs> it's just how it works. That's like, just I, the, I've talked myself the, into it. The emotion yeah. and and Taves does the same, but his his units are a little smaller than than. <laughs> Taves is king of the five dollar bet over here, but, but he still gets mad. Okay? But that has to be tough as a player though to like know and like 
to be so focused on practice, so focused on practice Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. to know that like we can't, you know, last Saturday, the win last Saturday can't get us beat this Saturday because yeah. we weren't ready to go. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what usually. I would say you got 24 hours, you know, yeah. win or loss. I mean, you just got to move on and and you know, the losses you usually get over them that next day pretty quick cuz you know, you just want to get over it and move and move on, but you know, the wins are, you obviously feel great about it cuz I mean, you do put so much you work in job. and there's so yeah. much preparation that goes into it. So, I think just enjoying it coach Cumby, you know, is a big emphasis on uh enjoying the win, you know, that night. And, and celebrating hard because I mean it is hard. How tough is it as a collegiate athlete in this era of the world to either stay off of social media or not get too caught up into it? And listen, we're at Louisiana Tech. Like uh, I wouldn't. The, imagine. the media presence is small, but yeah, but like I mean, obviously you're going to see things on social media if you're on there. Like how tough is that for you to know that all right, like this guy's a fan. He doesn't realize, you know, the work I've put in or the work yeah. we've put in as a team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I do you look at it? Oh, dude, yeah, you know, I got to. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, I really try not to. I try not to, and uh, but you know, so, you just can't help yourself sometimes. You yeah, just get yeah. on there, and you and, and not even that you go looking for it. You just kind of see it. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah, that, that one stings a little yeah. bit. But but then you think like, oh well, yeah, yeah, that's the truth. You know, you're probably saying, yeah, well yeah, <laughs> you're I might, I might be thinking the there. same thing if I was yeah, there. and yeah. is you know, and if I was a fan, you know, of a team, I say the same thing about the Cowboys. Like, why the heck are they doing? Oh, you Cowboys Why guy. Oh yeah, I'm a big Cowboys. Oh, oh god, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I mean, sorry. what are you a big Cooper Rush guy? I mean, oh, huge nowadays. He's for he's. So what happened? So doesn't the Cowboys schedule get real tough here? I don't know. I can't remember, but something How? I remember looking at the other day, thinking, "Man, when Dak comes back, it's like he may lose one or two of those, and there's going to be this whole deal about well, Cooper Rush." Left oh, Cooper Rush? A, oh, I'm dying to see when he comes back. How much time do you get to watch? Like, obviously, you don't get to watch a lot of college football, but oh, do yeah. you get a chance yeah. to watch any NFL football, or what do you do in your spare time? I guess you could say. Shoot, usually just chilling. We're usually <laughs> trying to it. recover, yeah, and, trying yeah. to recover, and you know, just kind of refresh a little bit. But I mean, you get your your Thursday night and your Monday night games. You get those. Watch those, and Sunday you get about maybe an hour or two, and you'll catch the night game. But yeah, yeah, yeah we're usually up there for a good bit on Sunday, so it's it's kind of tough. But yeah, that's one thing I'm gonna I'm probably gonna enjoy when I'm done playing is you know get, just, just getting to watch because you're obviously but, just a fan of, of the game. Oh yeah, you I just want to watch it. Oh yeah. Speaking of uh, having 24 hours to get over, you think Devontae's over it? It's been about 24 hours. Devontae Adams. He had a little outburst last night. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. That was crazy. So, I mean, he probably needed all 24 of those hours to get over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Probably. He definitely yeah. needed more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, tell us a little bit about Rustin. I mean, we talked about it a little bit in the, in, during the break. But tell us what being in Rustin has been like since you got here. Yeah, I mean, it's been great. I mean, it's it, I always say it's the biggest small town I've ever been in. It's Have you gone the wrong way on a one-way yet? Oh yeah, oh. absolutely. <laughs> I did it right here, whatever that is, somewhere right yeah, around here. But yeah, yeah, it's man, it's been great though. I, I love it a lot. You know, I, I grew up in a really small town with a gas station and a fire department or in a post office. Nice. So I mean, it was a very very small town. So favorite food spot in Ruston? Ooh, favorite food spot. Oh man, that's tough. And that's another thing. There's so much good food here. There's there a lot. It depends on who you ask. Yeah, there's a lot. Of oh, people people say there's not. There's a lot of food here. You okay. got. I always. You got a Chili's. You're a big <laughs> town, right? 
Yeah. Hey, we are hey, big dude, time. We big used time. to hit the chili. You know, that was, that was believe the spot or not, when we were in school. Is that where we went for your 21st birthday? Was Chili's? Logan's. Lo- it's actually shut down now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's yeah. Not we, we went a little upper scale. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. yeah, you drive by Canes and Rustin at like 4 o'clock, and the line's like all the way up to uh, Carbone Toyota. That yeah. other light. Crazy, yeah. man. It is wild. All right, real quick before we let you get out of here. Uh, from, from y'all's point of view, like two and three overall. One and zero in conference play. Uh, obviously, you're taking it one game at a time. When you look at North Texas, what are some of the things that you guys have to continue doing that you kind of started with last week? Um, I think just uh, plainly execution. You know, looking back to South Al, um, I think that was. I put a lot of it on me. I mean, it clearly was when you watched the film. It was just I uh, wasn't making the right reads, and you know, just in the pocket, I was just getting kind of freaking out a little bit. Did you bit, feel but, pressure in that game? After that um, was after Clemson. when you get in a moment like that, like is it hard to shake out of that in the middle of a game, or like do you realize that you're kind of playing like that, or is that something you didn't really realize until after? Honestly, I didn't realize till I mean, you know, I threw four interceptions. That's you know really ugly, and you definitely feel those, and you you know those kind of weigh on you a little bit. But um, you really don't feel it in the game. I mean, you're just so in the flow of the game, and you're. You're just about play, the next play, like, yeah, you're yeah. just trying to play as hard as you can and do the best you can. And yeah. then, you know, you get there on Sunday and you're like, oh, my gosh, yeah. what was I thinking? Why did I do this or that? Yeah. And um, It's what but, makes you better, though. No, definitely, definitely. And, you know, back to your question, but, yeah, just executing, you know, which is why we played, you know, decent against Clemson and we beat SFA and, and uh, you know, we came out and beat UTEP. It was just we executed so much better and we came out and just – and I thought handled them early, and you know we got to finish better in the second half yeah. in the third quarter clearly. Uh, but yeah, I mean it's just execution. I think. What was your favorite college team growing up? UT, oh, all the way. Are them. they back? Fuck them. Oh man, they're almost back. Beck loves people don't want to. Dude, I love. Oh, him. I love Quinn Dude. too, man. He's, he's got, got some a little swag. swag. Oh <laughs> yeah, he does, man. That that mullet, man. Yeah, he's uh, that's pretty great. Last question. I know Ben said that. Is that, are we are we allowed to? Does, does everybody know what shoot it? The the jerseys are going to be. Is that like not a big reveal thing for the team? We can say that. Yeah, you can ask. Okay, so red, we're wearing red, red. red helmets. You know about the red helmets? I I, I have heard that. I cannot stand the red helmets. Personally. I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I was laughing. I was telling somebody. I, I had seen your your Twitter and I, I think I it's in my about, bio. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're <laughs> I hate take red, red helmets. helmets. Well, <laughs> well, like me, like we're younger. Like we love white helmets. Oh, like yeah, the more traditional wants chrome helmets. Like yeah, like I want anything <laughs> that is like out of the norm. Yeah, yeah. Like me too. I mean, you me give too. me any. Like you give me black uniform. You give me anything. <laughs> but the tech old faithful, the, like it's it's red helmet, white jersey, and blue pants or red, blue, blue. That's yeah. what they okay. think of when they think of tech football. Okay. So. I think we look like little toy soldiers out there when we do that. I'm not, and you're not shy about saying no, it. I'm not that mad about red, white, red. I think that's that's better. So, but yeah, so just you know, just know it's there's some history tied up to the red helmets, but there's also the, there's some people that aren't aren't aren't, aren't all about it. Aren't so, too hot about yeah. it. Hey, so. I I don't hate the red helmet. I just think white looks better. I do too. I but, agree. I like the white, but right. I think I think ball the, out in the red, Parker. Hey, we just, <laughs> we just got to go do. ball make in the red. Me like make, the make, red make, helmets. Make tech fans <laughs> like the red. That's, no doubt. That's awesome. the goal. Saturday. Let's go ahead and take our final time out. We come back. We'll put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. If you love the great outdoors, you'll love it even more with a custom outdoor kitchen from O'Neill Gas. We give you the power to design your outdoor kitchen with expert guidance. 
Just bring in a photo of your outdoor area for a custom design and cost estimate, including island framework, appliances, even cabinets. Visit our design gallery on North 5th Street in Monroe to get started. Stop dreaming and start living with a custom outdoor kitchen from our home to yours. O'Neill Gas. Hey, DQ fans. We're so excited about October's Blizzard of the Month that we just had to tell you. Meet the new Snickers Brownie Blizzard Treat. Made with Snickers pieces, chewy brownie pieces, and caramel topping blended into the world-famous DQ soft serve. This might just be your new go-to order. And you don't even have to trick or treat to get it. Try it today, only at DQ. Happy. Tastes good. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we're all Bulldogs. We are owned and operated by nothing but Bulldogs and have been since 1968. We have a wide variety of cars, trucks, big rigs, and trailers. Check out the full lineup on our BMW Motors Facebook page. At BMW Motors in Arcadia, we really do bleed tech blue. Hey, come on out to where you come out better. BMW Motors in Arcadia. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldog. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we wrap it up on this Tuesday night, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Back in, it's John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Bulldogs get set to travel to North Texas for a 3 p.m. kickoff Saturday afternoon. The game will be on ESPN+. Plus. Of course, you can catch... Radio broadcast KXKZ 107.5 FM. You can get Beck and myself on the Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech postgame call-in show. Well, 3 o'clock game this week. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be nice a, to get we'll home, be home before early. midnight. We've been getting home about midnight. I uh, won't be mad about that. No, hopefully you get a few more callers. I'm not going to say yeah. a lie. Well, here's the deal. Well, ben, you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rat you out right here. Tech, uh, UTEP scores. Score goes to 30-24 to 24 in the fourth quarter. Everybody starts getting that, oh, boy, here we go thing going on. Like, are we going back to the old ways, you know? And Ben starts clapping and says, this will be good for radio. <laughs> Here's the deal. In the, what bi- ben? in the business, you either want it really good or really bad. A you, six and six every other week, win, loss, win, loss, you is won't not good for radio. radio. In, ra- in radio, you won't drum. And I'll be honest. Parker's still here in the studio. I'm just going to confess. I did. Uh, I do I do a little gamble. And uh, I did pick UTEP. Plus three last week. It was an emotional hedge. I hope you pick okay. North Texas this week. No, I'm not picking North Texas. Well, it might be good front luck. Of, Well, we've won when I picked Tech this okay. year. You know, so I'm not going to pick North Texas in front of a. What's the our line starting at? quarterback? Five and a half is what it was the other day. I, I'm yeah, it opened at five and a half. What's the over under? I said I'd pick take over <sighs> if it was eighty it or below. Well, is that so like okay. Yeah, I'm, <sighs> it's going to be a high scoring affair. You, I mean, have you ever been to North Texas Stadium before? I've passed by. I've never seen it. It's pretty sweet inside. Is it? 
that a lot of wind. It's like kind of a bowl. Is it not a bowl? It's a bowl, but like their one of their end zones is like really weird. It has yeah, like it's some wings. Like a, yeah. North Texas. Let me tell you about North Texas fans. They think they're Alabama, but they don't realize that like they've been like not even ULL. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they hadn't been there. Uh, so Texas, North Texas, six and a half point favorites. Over under is set at sixty eight. Oh, high scoring affair. Yeah, Vegas knows. Well, we so, might not get out of the radio studio till like nine. Yeah, because you might, know we got like seventy three, seventy three reviews by conference USA officials. I uh, got about ninety seven timeouts for TV. How, how does yeah, that, that feel as a do player? You feel that in the oh, game? I hate them. They're the longest timeouts them. ever. Oh, man, we were, like oh I gosh. felt like third and fourth quarter this weekend oh. was awful. I was yawning. <laughs> And, and it was yeah, it was a good was. game. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> and so we, me and like, Ben kind of rag on the fans, and especially the students for leaving after half. But I'm like, I mean, in this generation of students who have no, what is the attention span? I mean, four hours is, you can forget a, about it. That's a long yeah. time. Especially no, if it started in the sun. Game, yeah. You know? yeah, like they're trying to get to their hot spot in Ruston, you know? That's right, all two of them. All right, let's make our picks. <laughs> Beck, go ahead. Pick a score. Uh, yeah, I got Tech to win this one for sure. I, I got Parker McNeil to have a big game this weekend. I'm going to go, I don't even know, 47. I don't know why that's – 47 uh, get, feels like a weird number. I don't know how you get there. Uh, baby Barnes kick a, three Baby Barnes will kick a few. I got Tech 47. Yeah, North Texas. I'm going to go 34. I don't feel like it's that close. Maybe North Texas scores. A mop-up tutty? Yeah, a little mop-up tutty. We got some rich history over there in Denton. Uh, Meek Robertson blocked a field goal for Tech to win the game a few years ago. I feel like the good juju continues, and uh, we hit the over for right. sure. All right, Taves, Taves, what do you got? 44, uh, 37. Taves always goes minus three or plus three. Uh, let's see. 37, 30 dogs. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, I'm going to take Louisiana Tech. 45, North Texas, 24. I don't like the Mean Green. I, I'll be honest. Like I don't. You don't like them? No, I don't care for them at all. Like I've already told you about their fans. They drive me insane on Twitter. What did they? All do? they do is tweet our earlier guest Brett Vito and like, oh, we need to fire Seth Latrell. Like guys, like y'all have never been better than six and six anyways. So why do you expect it now? They just pay him a lot of money to be six and six. Well, we will be watching to see if Seth Latrell has moved up to the old large T-shirt this year. He's uh, been. I'm going to ask this, at the media. I ask this every week. This is the, the 40 year old quarterback, correct? Yes. Did you know that? He's like 30-something. Yes, I did. He's not 30-something. He's, like, he's like 29. Is that what he is? Okay. Yeah. Like he's, he might as well be 30-something. He's, he's you and I. It's you and I out there playing football. <laughs> hey, I've known you to Could have stronger. Could you imagine stronger, playing college football at 29? I've known you to have stronger arm. I've known you to have a stronger arm than some past tech That's a story for off the air, but I will definitely be telling you. Been a fun show tonight. <laughs> I want to thank Brett Vito. I want to thank Parker McNeil for joining us in studio. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Great job on the board, as always. John Taylor for BC, for Beck Haynes. We'll see you.
Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7.